0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the Corner Booth? Well, look no further. Yeats Official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the Corner Booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com promo code corner booth for 10% off and get your pair now my personal recommendation the aquas always fly as hell enjoy it eats official official sponsor of the corner booth podcast you are now in the corner booth podcast a sports podcast from belly Up sports and the belly up podcast network here is your host jared clinton Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner With Podcast. I am your host, Jared, alongside my co-host, Matt Ordazzo. Uh, No rookie tonight, Mason, swamped with work. Because apparently professors at the University of Oklahoma are just straight-up assholes. It's okay. We're going to lament on how we still can't gamble on fucking games. Um, We have our top ten favorite baseball players of all time. I literally finished my – it took me 20 minutes to do my list. That's how hard this was. And on top of all that, we have another six-pack review. We got a one-sentence game. And we also have an announcement for all of you people who don't – who didn't catch the live stream on Thursday. Matt, you ready to get this rolling?
0: Oh, yeah. I am ready.
1: All righty, so let's just work the bandaid off right now. Matt's still in the lead. <laughs> we both missed on Tennessee. Son of a bitch! Fucking Georgia. Matt hit his 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 uh his upset with LSU bastard. Mm. Uh um, it! I missed on Wake. Fo- we both missed on Wake Forest. Yeah. Uh, we both yeah. missed on the Panthers. Uh we I hit we both hit on the Seahawks and then both of us hit on the Chiefs. Thank God. That game got me scared a little bit. Both, yeah, that one. Was both of us hit tough. our gimmies. <laughs> both of us hit our gimmies. So, Matt got 4, I got no, Matt got 5, I got 3. Matt is currently now up by 5, I believe. Because you're you your your favorite host here just can't gamble to save his fucking life. Either way, um, the Panthers are dead to me in more ways than one. But I will say happy Monday to all you goons. Um, We appreciate you all stopping by listening. Um, Also, by the way, shout out to a lot of listeners who have come up to me, said what up, gave some comments on the show, things that could be different. I'm like, listen, I love all this constructive criticism because you know what? It's just going to make a better show for you guys to listen to, especially on your Tuesday morning commutes. With that being said, it's time to rock and roll here, folks. We got Monday Football now. We got Saints and Ravens. Um, I generally don't care about this game. I really don't. I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to throttle the Saints. The Saints are, like, that really good, bad team, if that makes sense, like, they're the top of the shitbox. If I think that's where they're they are. I think they're the best. I think they're they're the best or second best bad team. And Baltimore has been playing better. They've choked a couple wins away, but they've managed to kind of keep it floating. The NFC North is still winnable. So with all that being said, I, I generally am going to take Baltimore tonight. I'm not going to mince words here. Like, I'm already fucked in fantasy, so my only Baltimore i going to have is Devin DuBernay, and it wouldn't matter if he went off because of my bench. But the Ravens got to keep pace here, man. Uh, Cleveland and Cincy are both, like, around them. They have to make sure they stay close. Now Watson comes back in, I believe, two or three weeks. So, yeah, now they really have to make sure they are, I don't know, four weeks they have to really make sure they're on their shit because it's going to get a lot harder to win this division going forward.
0: Yeah. I, um, it's it's tough because I don't, I don't think it's as out of reach as it kind of sounds like on paper. I mean, if you look at both teams, you know, I know obviously Andy Dalton is a starter for the Saints right now, but he's actually playing some pretty good football. Like he looks like a rejuvenated Andy Dalton. He's not a franchise starter anymore. He's going to finish out the season strong, I'm sure. But, I mean, he looks – this is the best Andy Dalton has looked since he left um, Cincinnati. You look at the Ravens; they don't have. I don't even know who's the running back right now. I, I have no idea. I don't know if it's Justice Hill, if it's if it's um, Gus Edwards. I don't know if it's Kenyon Drake right now. I just know it's not it's Dominic, So they they've, they're on their like fifteenth running back. They I'm pretty sure Mark Andrews is out, and they don't have Rashad Bateman, so it's not going to be as easy. I think on offense for the Ravens as it is. But. This is in the Saints. Is this New Orleans? This is New Orleans. I will say this
1: on that point. I know they are down a lot of guys, but this is Lamar's like make or break thing, right? Because you have to look at it from the standpoint that everyone's talking about Josh Allen or Jalen hurts. Even two was playing well this year and Lamar was the MVP two seasons ago or three seasons ago, 2019. So, what changed what happened? Well, I can tell you what changed. He hasn't progressed a single bit since 2019. And as a guy who looks for quarterbacks to progress, this is why I wasn't the biggest fan of Trevor Lawrence. Cause the man basically ha- hadn't like attacked any of the issues in his game in the off season. Congratulations. You said, um, nobody cares where harder on your Instagram or get me paid. And I'm like, Baltimore is looking like the smartest team of all time. Because Lamar's stock keeps going, like, v- just dropping. Because
0: yeah.
1: the Ravens, at best right now, are a wild card team, if you really want my honesty out mm-hmm. opinion. I think the Bengals win this division. And they're going to get their ass kicked in the playoffs. So what ha- has to change? Oh, he doesn't have his receivers. So I watched Carson Wentz win a division with Greg Ward and a bunch of lawn chairs in Carson's trash. I watched. Yeah. I watched, like, Certain, t- I watch teams like literally do nothing but run the football and make the playoffs and be the t- number one seed. Shout out to Tannehill. I mean, he had AJ Brown, but then he had never thrown the ball enough, so it wouldn't matter. But I will say this with the Ravens. Before we finish up on this, one, I'm picking them tonight. I think uh, 24 to i say 17 last minute. Andy Dalton pick seals it. But I would say I, I think Baltimore's just off. I think everything feels off about this game.
0: I, I agree with what you're saying. I I have the same feelings, but the opposite prediction of what's going to happen. I, I think I actually – I have a feeling about – this is just Saints game. Yeah. Um, I think a lobby going to have a big game. I'm hoping to see Camaro do some good things for them. I don't know. I'm just – I got this feeling about the Saints tonight. I think they're going to pull up an upset. Um, but it's going to be very, very close. Like I'm talking, you know, like a 24-23 type game. I don't think it's going to be anything that involves like a landslide. But I don't know. I, just, I, I think I give a little bit of an edge with the – um with the Saints, with what they've got to work with tonight, compared to you know what the Ravens are kind of surviving with, but you know in, in Lamar's defense, I don't really think he's really been set up for that much success in the last handful of years. I mean, he's only lost receivers. You know, they get, they get, they got rid of Marquise Brown. He's lost some offensive lineman. They've given him injury-prone running backs. This dude's working on like six different backs. All he's got is Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. That's really all he's got. And so it's, it's really his only options are to scramble out and run for some yards. I throw the ball to Mark Andrews. So, I mean, I think if he was on a team that was going to surround him with more talent, I think he'd be in, I think the team would be in much better spots, but um, I, I got, the, I don't know. I just, I just got that gut feeling that it's going to be a saints game today. So give me the saints, Make it just make it interesting.
1: What, Really cracks me up about the Saints and the Night the Ravens they both had these weird seasons where they've been good. They've been bad in the Saints case more than bad. Alvin Kamara didn't score his first touchdown until like what two weeks ago? hmm So I, I guess the biggest thing right now is like what Saints team are we getting today? Are they gonna be able to shut down the passing lanes? Are they gonna be able to um Keep the container Lamar Jackson and uh, Kenyon Drake, or are they going to allow Lamar to kind of get outside because their pass defense is really inconsistent? So, yeah, it's kind of a weird dynamic to this game today. But
0: I don't know, you know what, I got ball, also, I got Ravens by seven. Something to also think about too like if. The Cardinals, I mean the Cardinals. If the Saints can't upset the Ravens tonight, they would be tied with the Bucks for four and five. at You know, for the first place of the division. So it's funny how both divisions are wide open because one win to make you four and five, you'd be tied for first. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, to, just in general, another another snooze fest of a possible night game. This could be more of an exciting one. I might watch a
1: movie. I might have it on my side screen and watch a movie. Then I might even know why.
0: I do know it's going to be background noise for me. Probably I'll still watch it, but I mean, there if this game can't start off hot, I mean, I, unfortunately, I don't got baseball to watch anymore. So,
1: Oh yeah. We have to talk about that. So congratulations to the cheaters. Oh, I'm sorry. Houston Astros for winning, yeah. uh, their second world series in the last, uh, I'd say what 20 in the last 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Uh, the last world series title was 2017. um, Sucks for the Phillies. Uh, you know, they were a fun team to watch. or the team of destiny. But you know what? I think they're going to get a lot. They're going to be that team that bounces back. I feel like the Astros are coming towards the end. They kind of just survived, and that's why they won. And mm-hmm. the Phillies, I think, were just out of gas. That being said, I um, I really thought it was a fun series to watch. Like that game, that last Phillies win was just so much fun with all home runs. But Houston is just fundamentally a better baseball team.
0: Yeah. You know what you know what the difference with Houston is compared to a lot of the other bigger franchises like the Yankees, like the Sox or the Dodgers and and uh teams like just big market teams, they know how to develop their prospects. I mean, what pro what name me one prospect that's come out of Houston lately that's been terrible? Everybody is a freaking stud. It doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what position you play, they just develop them and they're great players like Jeremy Peña and Jordan Alvarez are perfect examples. Um they're just fantastic baseball players, and they can just they just progress their rookies well. Whereas like teams like the Yankees, they I just don't know what it is, but they have all these prospects that they all hold on a high standard, and they make their debut, and they look like they're mediocre. So shout out to Houston because not only were they the best team in baseball. They were the best team, in my opinion, in regards to their AAA coaching, the AA coaching, progressing their rookies and their prospects for MLB ready playing time. So shout out to them for being a well-rounded fundamental baseball team. Um, shout out to the Phillies too. You guys did the stuff that nobody thought you guys were going to do this year, which is when the world, which was go to the world series in general. Nobody thought you were going to be in the playoffs. Nobody thought you were going to beat the Padres, the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Nobody thought you were going to take two games against the Astros who didn't lose, who won every single playoff game, this entire series. So credit has to go to the Phillies, especially considering they'll fire their head coach halfway through the year. They had a bench coach fill in. So You know, shout out to the the Phillies and everything like that. But, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to live with Houston for one more year.
1: I mean, listen, anything's better than the Dodgers or the Red Sox winning the World Series, so we can at least rest our head in that. That is true. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to pause right now, Matt. I got to get some water, bro. I'm like. I got you. Yeah, I'm nodding off right now. I marked the time down. I'm back in a second. Yep. started at 15 yes i need some water in my system
0: got you kevin sent a uh um, he can a pretty suck. good he idea
1: I, he's been a twat to me this week i don't want to talk to him right now oh <sighs> no
0: he, was, he sent in the podcast thing he was like matt this might be a good idea for like a tiktok video and it was a guy doing this uh double team nfl filter and um it's just like trying to stop once you get two teams that are realistic Super Bowl matchups. So it was actually pretty good.
1: Okay. He's still dead to me for this week, but fuck it. Under Ready for the one sentence game off the rip? Oh, I'm ready. All right. We'll do it at 1530. All right. With all that baseball talk, yeah, it's it's still kind of lame that Houston won the World Series. At the same time, it's, you know, it's kind of eh. It's a meh World Series. That being said, we're still football season. It's still football season. And we still got, uh, I'd say, 10 weeks to go. Mm-hmm. 12, 13. 14 with the playoffs? So, either way, let's get rocking and rolling right here. We're going to start with a one-sentence game. Coming at you first off Thursday night football. This game made me uncomfortable for all of 35 minutes. goes <laughs>
0: Um, this game may be very interesting. I don't know how else to put it. You, you've got a uh, Andy Dalton, Chris Alabia, and Alvin Camaro going up against Lamar Jackson, Kenyon Drake, Isaiah Likely, and Devin Duvernay or whatever. Uh, this is once again another l i think for the nfl's uh prime time matchups for this week
1: fair i I listen like everyone's like my favorite meme now is that the eagles are the eagles are frauds of the 2020 steelers i'm like all right i want that same thoughts after we whoop y'all ass
0: hmm listen it's it's a great it's a great year um Well, Angel's general manager makes it clear Shohei is not going anywhere this year. I don't give a fuck what she can say. Anyways, um, it's a a great year for us to be first year as podcast host and for our football teams to actually be good this year at the same time. Not for one of us to be sad and the other one to be happy. We can both genuinely enjoy the year so far.
1: Don't worry, we're getting to you in a minute. Don't you worry. Um, Chargers, Falcons. God damn it, Atlanta. Yeah, Cordero Patterson, ran a dude over and sent him to the netherworld, and you still lost. Oh, my God. That Khalil Max strip of Drake London was the most entertaining thing I'd ever watched in my life. I could not believe how hysterical that was.
0: Uh, I mean, this was a game that the Chargers were, should have and were supposed to win, and they did. But, you know, shout out to – I'm trying to find them right now. Um, I want to see. There we go. There's a lot of 2017 victories this week. Um, listen, Chargers are not. I think they should be better than what their record says. Uh, they should be. I think they should be better than five and three. Is what I'm pretty much trying to say. I Brandon I,
1: Staley shouldn't have a job.
0: That's my next point. Brandon Staley should not be the head coach of that team In because also, he they should
1: have gone out and got you know, DJ Moore or something like this. Is this is man. atrocious? You're literally telling your franchise quarterback, "Hey, throw to throw to Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter."
0: Yeah. Listen, Brandon Staley should be fired. He sucks. Um, And As soon as the Chargers fan base and the owners realize that he is just a modern day Jason Garrett, just the younger, you're not. Oh, my God. That's like a perfect like analogy. What the shit? He's literally just today's version of Jason Garrett. Like, I don't know why. I think they personally should have kept Anthony Lynn. I think he would have been fine if they just gave him another year. I mean, he just got off the playoffs and then he went nine and seven or seven and nine. I think they fired him too early, and I don't think Brandon Staley's better than him. Gee, the Spanos
1: family make a bad decision. That's a first. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Um, yeah, let's draft Eli Manning when he said he doesn't want to play for us. Good job, Spanos.
1: Right? It's just like they never learn. Hey, let's move to Los Angeles when we have actual loyal fan base in San Diego.
0: And they don't even fill up the stadium. They got two teams in there.
1: It's like a meme how bad their fucking crowds are. Either way, that's so why they'll never win a Super Bowl with, uh, until they move back. Um, or they have their own stadium. Uh, Dolphins, Bears. Game of the fucking week. This was just fun. Tyree, you can't cover Tyree Hill, and Justin uh, Fields is that dude. That is my sentence. 301.
0: It's not even a sentence, it's just a number. That is the amount of offensive yards from Justin Fields alone. And would you ever thought in your entire life you would ever hear that number and be told, oh, by the way, 178 of those 301 yards is from the quarterback running the ball himself. Justin Fields ran 15 times for 178 yards and a touchdown. That's absolutely insane. I've never heard of a quarterback having anything near that amount of rushing numbers. He also had... Uh, three touchdowns off of 123 yards. He had no interceptions. He had a clean game. He played amazing. I mean, 17 for 28, he had no he, he had shitty yards passing, but fucking four touchdowns in total. Um, shout out to the, the Bears. Iberflus uh, is – I don't really know how I feel about him, but the fact that they were giving everybody a run for their money. Shout out to the, ba- the Bears.
1: Listen, I love the thing about how everyone's saying the NFL's rigged because that pass interference call on in Claypool – yeah, they should have called that. And yeah, there's probably some guy up in New York saying, "Hey, uh, NFL, uh, this game's getting too close. Dolphins got to win here. We we got to make two of the guy." <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'll be the one to say it. On film, it's a lot of. I'm not. I don't know. I I saw Wyatt's world go after um Geno Smith this weekend, saying he's mid. And I'm like, no, Gino's not mid. Gino's actually playing out of his fucking mind. Tua's got great stats, but the eye test, something's not there. I'll have to go back and look at it again. I may be just losing my mind or just unable to admit I'm wrong about Tua. But there's something missing there. I don't know what it is, but every time I look at Tua throw the ball, it looks awkward. Like, if the ball's underthrown or overthrown or loops right into the guy, there's no darts. There's no, like, absolute piss rocket out of his arm. It's like, eh. I don't know. But, listen, the Bears played great. Chase Claypool, I think he's going to do big things in Chicago. I think he he needs to get out of Pittsburgh. I think that was just the the most evident thing. And the fact that he actually delivered the draft pick for his replacement was the greatest irony of all time. Mm -hmm. But – Let's talk about disappointments. Uh, Panthers-Bangles. Fuck Joe Mixon for this week. I do like Joe Mixon, but fuck him for this week, man. Screws me in fantasy. Screws me in betting. Fuck Joe Mixon. Also, F the Panthers. I rooted for you guys for two weeks, and you've <laughs> disappointed me for two weeks. Dicks.
0: My uh, sentence for this one is the Panthers are 100% tanking because they bench P.J. Walker. They put Baker Mayfield in who goes 14 for 20 with 155 yards and two touchdowns. And they announced that P.J. Walker is going to be the quarterback going forward. They don't want to win games. They want to get one of those Alabama, Ohio state quarterbacks that are not going to do anything for them for years to come. That's what they want to do. And it's obvious because why would you start P.J. Walker when, Baker Mayfield is who you gave up draft compensation for. Not to mention the Sam Chise is coming back. He's about to be cleared to play. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. Shout out to the Bengals. Five and four. Pretty sure they're first place in that division. And obviously Joe Mixon had just an historical day. So Um, shout out to the Bengals. They should be better. We all thought they were going to be more of a contender for the Super Bowl, but it's not looking like that.
1: Well, there you go. All right. I have nothing else to say about this game. This game just made me angry. This game did not, though. You done messed up, Aaron! Three <laughs> interceptions. One off a guy's helmet. One by Aiden fucking Hutchinson. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. The the Packers look so fucking bad. Damn. They are. Everyone wants to make an excuse. I could just see this happening. Let me, let me put this uh, little conspiracy theory ahead for you. Packers um loser next game. Uh, because I believe the Packers have somebody actually good next week. I may be wrong here. Um, yeah, Packers have oh, Cowboys me. next week. Ooh. Then they have the Titans, mm. then they have the Eagles. Mm. That's then they have whole the Bears, then the Rams, way. and the Dolphins, then the Vikings, then the Lions again. Dude, maybe, just say Aaron Rodgers has season ending surgery on his hand and call it quits. It's over. It's done. Finito. Yeah. If we're being optimistic, the the Packers are going
0: six okay. and eleven.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'd say seven and ten. I'll give them wins over the Titans and will get because they literally have no receivers, Matt. You and me could line up and get more receivers. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> um and I think they'll get a win over the Bears. Because, once again, Aaron Rodgers still owns them. But, if we're being realistic, because the Titans may pull this out, they are going to go 6, or no, I'm sorry, not 6, 4 and 13. That is what we're realistic looking at with the, pa- with the Packers right now. Because uh, you want to tell me they're going to go, uh, they're going to take on Dallas, uh, mm-hmm. who's hot as hell coming off a bye? Now mm-hmm. they might. And we have a whole different conversation going in next week. But right now, um, I don't trust them at all. And then you go into Philadelphia in Philly Sunday night with the Eagles hearing more and more how they're frauds, how they're fakes. Yeah, no. Um, You think the Lions defense was giving you problems with turnovers? Just wait until Slay, Bradbury, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who I think combined have over 11 interceptions right now, Get after you.
0: Like yeah, what the out shit. I call it sick that day.
1: Oh, oh, I'm not I'm not
0: coming in. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like we got Philly and Philly this week, or I have COVID.
1: Yeah. Aaron Rodgers says he, 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 he his um his antibodies wore off. Um yeah, no, the Bears, like that they might get a win there. Pat, actually no the Rams. I'll give them the Rams. Okay, you know what? So I'll give them Bears and Rams back to back wins. I will give them that unless they put Jordan Love in, and then if Jordan Love plays, the Pat the Bears will win. That's my honest got opinion there. So like the Packers are fucked. <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about this, kids. The Packers are fucked.
0: We got the uh, Pat's Colts next.
1: Perfect. Um.
0: Oof, Sam Ellinger. Hmm.
1: Well, it's perfect time to break this. Uh, if you guys have been living under a rock all day, um, the Colts have officially fired Frank Reich in the least surprising coaching fire since Matt Rule. Um, all I'm waiting for is Josh McDaniels and Nathaniel Hackett, and we'll have the trifecta. Yeah,
0: we'll if you guys thing. check out my uh... – top seven remaining head coaches on the hot seat you'll see all of those guys in that list uh i got motor city campbell at seven i think you kind of have to throw him in there even if he is or isn't going to get fired just for being two and six that's followed up by guys like top bowls lovey smith nathaniel hackett josh mcdaniels ron rivera guys like that um frank Wright. uh you know what typical colts they, why are you hiring Jeff Saturday as your interim head coach? And he has never had any experience coaching whatsoever. And all he's been is a, a team consultant. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand
1: universe theory where he turns into Dan Campbell on the Miami dolphins and actually gets them a couple wins.
0: I mean, I think it'd be, a. I mean, right now they're three, five and one. I think it'd be fucking amazing if they finish this year with three more wins, like under that guy. I, I, I don't, I don't know what Jim Merce doing. Um, I think this is a complete. Let's just fucking tank.
1: This is Chris but, Ballard. Um, Jim Ursay is just is like just yelling shit from his his suite, and Ballard says, "Yep, I hear you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yep, got it." Um, at so this point, Ramondre Stevenson, best yeah, trade I think it's, acquisition uh, of the year.
0: I think it's safe to say that uh Sam Mellinger experiment is dead. I don't know who you're going to put, put in, in after. Nick Foles. You know it. You know it has to be done. I don't think they're gonna just because they know they'll probably win games with Nick Foles. I think hey, this is the new mo- the new motto of the whole NFL is once your you know your season is done in November, just lose games. Um but I don't know, man. Shout out to the Patriots. You know, they won a game they should have won. Um but Stevenson, man, Stevenson just looks really good. Like he looks like he's their best he's running just- back since LeGarrette Blunt. So
1: what I said to Kevin was I said he's basically um the way I look at Stevenson, he is a faster Jay Ajayi with less injuries.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he has some power to him.
1: He's just like a pinball when he hits the hole; it's great. Yeah. Um, next on the list, as ESPN miss like Jacks out of the app. Gotta love that. Um, I believe it's Jets Bills. It is Jets Bills. J-E-T-S, mm. Jets, Jets, Jets. The one fucking week I had all bet on them. this money line was, like, juicy.
0: Dude, it was, like, plus five-something, I think. We had a 12-and-a-half-point oh spread.
1: God. Oh, I'm so mad about this right now, but I'm so happy for the Jets because, by the way, that sauce Gardner comes in the last play, they could have called that P.I., but they didn't, thank God. They let the boys play. But holy shit, man, the Jets just playing, having fun. What's Zach Wilson's injury status is my only concern, but man, like that team believes in Bob Sala and they are going after it.
0: So with Zach Wilson, he said that uh, nothing to do with his knee. It was just a tweak in his ankle that he tweaked back in the Pittsburgh game. Um, He said he was fine. The trainer just said, you need a second to rest, take your time. and. He finished the game. He was good. He said, it's nothing serious. He's fine. He's healthy. He's good to go. So I'm happy with that. Uh, start off of the game loud. That was a loud stadium. And then you start, I don't know if it was an onside kick or the the, the kicker just fucked up. I don't know what it is. Either way, that seat, that starting that game off at the 50-yard line for the Bills, I was like, here we fucking go. And then all of a sudden Josh Allen with the beautiful interception to Jordan Whitehead right to him. It was like you were seeing ghosts. It was amazing. But that game, man. listen, it was just loud the entire time. Zach Wilson did not have a great game. He didn't have a bad game. He's 18 for 25 or 154 yards and a touchdown. And he had 24 rushing yards and five attempts, not a, listen all it was not a bad game it's just he managed the game like one thing i will say because i am very critical on him because i just don't see amazing stat games from him yet but i will say he is i believe four and one is a starter four or five and one is a starter this season so far and he has improved drastically with his game time management or it's just his game management in general as a quarterback so i'm very happy with that progression um i would like to see some better stats some more passing yards some more touchdowns but I'll take winning games no matter how it happens. Uh, Sauce Gardner, amazing. I mean, he got burned the first drive of the game, that 40-something yard pass to uh, Stephon Diggs. He locked down Gabe Davis after that. And a lot of people are calling that possible defensive pass interference, but I need you all to go rewatch that and look at Gabe Davis with the handful of that jersey as he extends at that last second to try and catch that ball. In my opinion, it could have went either way. I think it was more offensive pass interference. I can understand because Sauce didn't turn his head around. You want to call a DPI. Either way, I think it should have just been a, probably just an offside penalty. We play the down, but I'm happy they didn't call anything because we won 20 to 17. We had nobody picking that game for us. So I was very happy to see us win that game. It was a very tough fought defensive game. So now we go into the bye, six and three. And we get a second crack at the Patriots after that.
1: There you go. I um, really hope you guys beat the Patriots because. God, nothing made make me happier. Um,
0: Especially in New England.
1: Oh, yes, sir. Um, yeah. What? The Kirk Cousins Bowl, kids. <laughs> you excited? This game was as depressing and kind of lame as he is. So perfect. Yeah. Oh, lordy, this game was bad. But I will say this. The, the listen they didn't choke they didn't choke I, I I I'm not I'm not like the Vikings are the Vikings to me are the real f- not fraud team but like they're just beating teams they should whoop if that makes sense yeah. like they're hanging on like they should have lost that game
0: I mean I I could understand that I mean I, they've played the pack I mean they played the Packers the Lions and the Bears in that division they, I think they played Miami when they had Teddy Bridgewater um it's you know it's not they it's not like they're playing the Chiefs and the bills and the Eagles and the Cowboys every other week like they have a tough schedule or anything so I mean I think you can argue the Minnesota Vikings are more of the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. But I don't know you. You can't not love Kirk Cousins and his like three chains, whatever you want to call him, three chains. Like Kirk. Seven at
1: this point. Hmm.
0: But uh, nah, I mean the Vikings are having a fun time. Kirk Cousins is doing well. The team is doing well. The new the rookie coach is doing great. Justin Jefferson's going off per usual. So hats off to them. Commanders are probably gonna fire Ron Rivera at the end of this year, but at least Taylor Heineke looks like a serviceable quarterback for the time being.
1: Is Carson Wentz a free agent after the
0: season. I, I don't think anybody cares about that. I'm not touching that guy.
1: Oh, somebody will go after him.
0: Somebody will after him. That seems, like, probably be like, a that
1: seems like a Las Vegas Raiders thing to do. Speaking of the Vegas
0: Raiders, I think they're. Do you like excellence. that
1: transition there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah I was thinking ahead here. Um, Raiders Jaguars. You know who the head head coach should be fucking fired is Josh McDaniels. Holy piss test, Batman! There's no way this man is not on drugs. Like seriously, how are you this bad at play calling in the second half? I checked the stat yesterday. They blew a like a twenty point lead to the Cardinals. They blew a I think a two touchdown lead to the Chiefs, and they just blew this one to the Jaguars. Like the team was humming in the first half. Like they were moving, and they just up oh, up oh, gone up. Oh, it's over. I think Josh McDaniels is literally trying to tank to go get a a, a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he's going to make it that far. You know, I mean, the, the they let Travis Etienne rush the ball twenty eight times for one hundred nine yards and two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence had two hundred thirty plus passing yards, and he only he only had uh, about six incompletions, so he had a great game. Derek Carr didn't have a bad game at all. Twenty one to thirty six, two hundred fifty nine yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I don't know. They're the next what? Atlanta Falcons. They had a seventeen zero lead, and they just blew it twenty-seven to zero. I mean, twenty-seven to twenty. McDaniel's. Uh, I
1: don't know. And the Raiders it's looking next like week have the Colts. So uh, it
0: should be a win if they <laughs> lose. You be that be a
1: fun run. game, man. Both if teams they... don't know how to finish a win.
0: If they lose, you you need to fire him, and then go call Green Bay and ask for permission to go re-interview Rich Bisaccia because I don't think he was he should have ever been let go.
1: No, that team played hard for him. I think, I think that's part of the problem. I think culturally that pissed the entire team off. They all wrote letters petitioning for Rich to be rehired, and they just ignored it. Now we're going to get Josh McDaniels, and every NFL pundit thinking they're smart as shit. So like. It's the right hire. He's an offensive genius. Yeah, but he's also a dick. He also turned tail on the Colts. And on top of all of that, he failed in Denver. It's like, oh, hey, Tim Tebow. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, He had opportunities to go to other quarterbacks. And on top of all of this master class... The play calling is atrocious. He's useless without Bill Belichick, and honestly, the last two three years when he was in New England, he was not great with Bill Belichick. So there you go. I think
0: Bill, yeah, I, I, I do like milk. I don't want anybody from that Bill Belichick coaching tree, like Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge.
1: I, I think um, Billy's losing his step a little bit because him and his cronies are like starting to lose their shit.
0: The and Jarvis
1: uh, Landry's officially out for tonight.
0: Update. Who, who was the old Tampa Bay book? Uh, Greg Ciano? yeah, no. Oh my Bill god, the trees. Italian,
1: not so stallion. Yeah.
0: I mean, the only ones that had success from history that you know was uh, was Brian Flores and Bill O'Brien. I and
1: mean, that's not much success. No,
0: I mean Bill O'Brien was. I give him a lot of credit for going to playoffs that many times. The quarterbacks he had, but at the same time, man, when he got that GM fucking role, oh, he torched his career.
1: What's what's who's that character from? Uh... Rick and Morton. Oh wee! like it's just like it was just bad, it was ugly to watch, hmm. man. I oh my god, the chart the, the texts are terrible. Um, next week. Oh looking at it up, 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 Seahawks Cardinal speaking of Gino. I fucking love Gino Smith. Man,
0: Gino is great.
1: Oh my god, this makes me so happy to watch him sling because I hate Russell Wilson. So, watching the Seahawks continuously win games, I believe they're six and three now.
0: They yes, are. They are six, six and three.
1: three. Um, and I think I believe they're in sole possession of first place in the NFC West. They are. And I would honestly take them over San Francisco's patchwork um, offense and defense. I, I I don't care who they throw out there on offense. It doesn't matter. Jimmy G's your quarterback. And Geno Smith is playing like he knows, like, hey, listen, I may be 30 years old at this point, but, hell, I'm going to sling that rock around the yard like it's my job.
0: But you know what? It's not even a big deal that he's 30. He can play 10 more years if he plays at this level. But, I mean, listen, I I, – yeah. I'll make a bold statement right now. I think this Geno has played so well for the Seahawks this season. I think they have no choice but to endorse him as the quarterback next year and build around him. Like, I don't think there's any way you go and draft a quarterback first round or go sign a big guy in free agency or make a trade. Like, Geno Smith is playing the best he's ever played in his life, and he has a team that has a terrible defense and at 6-3. and Everybody thought that they probably have six wins on the season. They've got six wins on the bye or at halfway through mark of the year. So I think they got to endorse Geno Smith next year going forward. Maybe give him a couple year deal, but he's playing so well that if they don't, somebody's going to make him their guy.
1: I think he stays in Seattle.
0: I think Seattle's going to offer a big fucking deal. They got to, but they got to, they got to. He's
1: won over over that locker room.
0: Yeah, you know they. He has to be the starting. Quarterback. I think
1: I like, don't. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't know if he's ever going to get a get to the get to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. But I think he's no. our generation's like Kurt Warner, like the journeyman bounce yeah. around who gets a shot. I'm not even going to say he's going to be a Hall of Famer or even a Pro Bowler. I think he should be a Pro Bowler this year. He's the least leading pass completion percentage, and I think he's top five in touchdowns and passing yards. Like, yeah,
0: if I, yeah I, but, don't, I don't. I don't think, think he's, he's going to be a Super Bowl guy, but they got to keep him.
1: He's gonna be a. He's gonna be a. Listen, they may get a couple. That with that defense, they may get a couple more weapons. I mean, a couple more guys on that defense with those weapons, another offensive lineman or two. That's a. That team could easily make it to the Super Bowl. Win it? No. Yeah. Make it? Yeah, probably. We saw the Bengals win run. it last year with basically you and me blocking for Joe Burrow. Hmm.
0: Well, they got to um. Just shout out to the some of those rookies like that. I think the rookie cornerback Woolen is his name. I believe he's playing Wooden great. Wooden or Woolen? Yeah. Woolen.
1: Wood um, tied for second and picks, him, my dog Mike Jack from the U and um, Kobe White like just a great like a bunch of young corners.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. Like they're just a fun team to root for. Like there's no hateable guys in that roster.
0: And then the next game we got is probably the worst. Do we game. have
1: to talk about this game. Can we just like skip we don't it? Have
0: to talk about it for long. We can just say three Buccaneers finally goal. scored
1: a touchdown with a tight end and they won. Woohoo!
0: Yeah, Brady finally won another game. Uh Rams still suck, and both franchises are heading for nowhere.
1: I think it's the first time I've ever seen two like perennial like playoff teams go.
0: Imagine if Sean McVay just like retires. He's like He's fuck like, this. Don't I'm done. Fuck
1: this shit. I can go get 20 million from Amazon tomorrow. Chris Collinsworth's on his ass out in the cold or they go for a three-man booth for Thursday night football with her. No, I'm sorry. Not Collinsworth. It'd be Herb Street. Him, Herb Street, and Michaels for Thursday night football. Actually, that'd be kind of cool.
0: Wow. When you look at these, I know the game we have next is the uh, Tennessee and KC one, but when you really look at these stats, like it's amazing how Tennessee took this to overtime.
1: They were bad.
0: Like just look at this. Like Malik Willis, five for sixteen, eighty yards passing, no interceptions or touchdowns. Ten
1: point six QBR.
0: Yeah, what ten point six shit? QBR. He had a forty-nine quarterback rating, and he had eight carries for forty yards. And they Derrick Henry literally
1: put that team on his back.
0: Yeah, Derrick Henry literally is the reason why they even they he's responsible for fourteen of their seventeen points. And so there are got-
1: only three receptions Haskins, running back Okuwanu, running back Austin Hooper, tight end Hilliard, running back. That's who the receptions were by. No receivers, no ta- uh, two targets of Bobby Trees, Conley, Hollister, and Westbrook, and nothing.
0: 43 out of 68 passes were completed for 446 yards, a touchdown and interception, a QBR of 71.4 and an 80.9 rating was Patrick Mahomes' stats. And they still had to take this game to overtime to win it. It's it's I absolutely insane overtime. the lopsided. It
1: was so lame. I literally had like, it on my split screen while I was playing Call of Duty because I was just like, I can't seriously – even as a journalist or a a broadcaster, tell you straight up that I watched this game and enjoyed it. So I put call of duty on and then just put it on my side screen and checked it during mid game and like during deaths and whatever. That was fucking terrible. Holy shit. Like, I I think Mike Vrabel has to be like losing his hair at this point.
0: There was literally 200 and like 29 yards of total offense from the Titans And then you look at the Chiefs, and you're looking at a you're looking at like pretty much five 499 500 yards of offense, and this was a three point overtime game for the Chiefs. Like the just the insane, the amount, the lopsided stats, and for this game to have gone to the overtime is is absolutely insane. So Um, uh, Josh Allen may have a UCL injury. Sorry, not sorry,
1: prick. So we have, about four, we have about three good games, actually, by the way, anything to look forward to. Um, Falcons-Panthers should be fun. That's just going to be a fun game. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Bucks seahawks should be interesting. I think the Seahawks will blow them out. Uh, you did forget game... one game, your own game.
0: What do you mean? We, talk... we didn't talk about Eagles-Texans, did
1: we? Yeah, it was the first
0: one we talked about. I thought we did. Yeah. Where was I? I, I said we this talking. game
1: scared the hell out of me for the first 30 minutes, and then I was okay afterward.
0: Oh. Damn, I must have missed that entire thing. I thought we didn't talk about it at all.
1: Do you want to talk about it for 30 seconds?
0: Yeah, let me see. I, I, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, As expected, it was not the uh, biggest of defeats, as I think we all thought it was going to be. But as expected, the Eagles are 8-0. The Texans are one six and one, probably another couple of losses away from firing Levy Smith and eventually making Josh McCown the coach that everybody thinks that they're gonna make him because we all know it's gonna happen.
1: Giants should watch out next week.
0: Yeah. That dude, was... I'll throw
1: a waiver on I'll throw a buck on the on the on the Giants to lose to the Texans. Fuck yeah. Like, dude, they play hard. And they were missing their entire secondary. The Eagles were asleep for three quarters of that
0: game. I have to check the uh, money line on that because that is very tempting. I So I've been picking against – I've been praising the Giants and picking against them this entire season, which doesn't make any sense. So I would definitely pick them to win next week. However, just because I'll pick them on the show doesn't mean I can't throw a couple bucks at that money line. Like, Are you kidding me? I'm already $5. betting it right now. We're talking five bucks.
1: Degenerate gambler. Plus 230? You cheap whores.
0: Oh, DraftKings is two thirty because FanDuel is two oh five. Okay, DraftKings—that's that—that's so—that's not high enough. Like that, sh- this should be a plus two dollars. Like <laughs> this should be a plus six fifty game. No, you know, you know what, what I'm mean?
1: gonna do? I'm gonna put in a parlay. We're gonna do all right. So we're gonna do a new segment on Corner Booth this week. Jared's way too early underdog parlay. I will bet three teams. Matt, you're welcome to do this with me if you like. This is not mm-hmm. six pack adjacent. Um. Give me the Seahawks to beat the Bucks. Give me the Lions to upset the Bears, and the Texans to upset the Giants. <laughs> and any other fun ones? I'm just gonna throw throwing underdogs in here. See the the, the how far the ads go, uh, the odds go up. Um, I'll
0: take I'll take the uh, Josh Allen with a potential UCL injury. I'll take the Vikings over the Bills. Um. What else do we have? Who's their backup
1: no. quarterback? Is it Turrod again or no? No. Is I it offering not. a money line for that?
0: It is not Mac Barkley anymore. They had Mitch Trubisky last year. I don't know who their backup.
1: Oh, they're with. not even putting that game out on DraftKings right now. They're not offering it because they don't know what the hell's happening with Josh Allen. That's so I think you're pretty smart. But right now,
0: give me a give me Cardinals over Rams, Cowboys over Packers, and Vikings over Bills. Ooh,
1: I'm gonna hold off because if that's the case, I want to wait until they like they pulled the Bills game because of the oh NBA. because they
0: don't know imagine they don't know because they
1: don't want to they don't want to get fucked on this. Uh, while imagine. I'm getting while I'm getting us ready for our next segment. Please find out who the backup quarterback is for you got you. Buffalo.
0: Imagine what that means for the AFC East if Josh Allen goes down. Oh, my God. We might have a
1: Jets-Dolphins-Thunderdome for the division. UCL's Tommy John surgery, right?
0: Yeah. And that's a year's worth of uh, recovery. He might not even play the first month or so of next season. Ooh, you ready for this? Who the backup quarterback is?
1: I am so ready
0: oh man let me give you a couple hints uh this guy is a journeyman himself playing for teams like the buffalo bills right now he's played for the browns he's played for the broncos the rams the vikings this man no this man and he was a he was a i believe he was a rookie as a texan this man has started for the texans he started for the vikings the broncos the Rams. He's responsible for the Minnesota Miracle Pass. Oh, to my Stephon God. You're Diggs, Holy shit. Who once hey, thought he was going to be the Viking savior only to be a shit show with the Broncos and the Browns. And it is Case Keenum.
1: Yo. I cannot. Yo, Honestly, no. Give me the Bills. Slamming the Bills <laughs> money line right now.
0: Dude, it's a revenge, revenge game. game. <laughs> It's a revenge game for sure. I'm, I would all take right, that. Bill's money,
1: money line, line all day because it's going. They're gonna, they're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna flip that money line. They're gonna give it to. Minnesota. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Listen, if Case oh, Keenum starts and they Keem make the Bill's Case Keenum
1: to Stephon Diggs, they're teammates again.
0: Oh, listen to just that defense with big line. bad
1: Gabe Davis and that running game and that defense. Oh no, give me Buffalo.
0: Or oh, I just realized I just made a trade for Gabe Davis and Josh Allen has a UCL injury. <laughs>
1: Sorry, oh, that was my man. that was my mistake. It was okay. Your other option was fucking Lazard, so yeah. All right, you ready to do our top tens, and we'll waggle on out of here? Yeah. Take your mind off this buddy. Oh, uh-huh. our announcement. So before we get into the top 10 brought to you by the by the uh bot way, hall across the country, a amazing charity sparse uh started by a friend of the show, Joe Hall. Go to HolocaustCountry.com to support Joe in his bet. He's walking from Delaware to San Francisco. He is, I believe, just crossed the border into California. I get an update tomorrow on Craft brew. I might be going on Craft Brew, by the way, tomorrow. I don't know. Um, I lost a bet to Scott, so now I, have, I may have to go on now. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, uh, Joe's a great dude. He's fucking hilarious, and he has been walking to raise awareness and money for... Uh suicide prevention. So there you go. And by the way, the number to dial if you or a loved one is in danger is 988. Um, and Joe is a right dude, and he's been busting his ass across the country. And uh, yeah, Hall Across the Country is the official sponsor of the KB Top 10. As in, we pay for it because we love Joe that much. And I'm also rocking the t-shirt right now. It's a beautiful t-shirt with a beautiful man's face, right there. hmm. There we go I can't uh, the camera is supposed me off anyway Matt we're doing top 10 favorite baseball players of all time are you ready for this noise oh I'm ready all right you're up first all
0: number right got three honorable mentions uh Roberto Clemente obvious just historical figure in baseball in the 70s uh 60s and 70s Barry bonds listen that's the home run champion right there I know I know it's all the steroids and stuff like that but listen 73 is the number to beat. And nobody's beating it right now, and uh, you can't you can't he forget about fun. you can't forget about the original DraftKings himself, Pete Rose. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Number ten, mm-hmm. is, is a different one that probably not many people would have on their list, but it's he's just a fun baseball player. He's played for pretty much every single team you could think of, and he played until he was about like 44, 45, Bartolo Colon, big sexy, big sexy. That's a he's just a fun guy. Like his last year with the with the Mets, man, this dude was hitting home, run, striking Hit home runs, striking people out, throwing like 84 God. miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Um, number nine for me, going to the Yankees, Donnie baseball. Don Mattingly was the heart of that terrible 80s decade of a baseball team the Yankees had. But he was the heart and soul of that team, the captain. Injuries got to him, but listen, that man is beloved by the Yankee fan base. Number eight. Is a one-time Yankee, beloved Arizona Diamondback. The unit Randy Johnson. That man will never will go down. Bird exterminator Extraordinaire. Oh man! If you if nobody knows about that, go look up Randy Johnson. Also Hall of Fame.
1: Also like like really good professional NFL photographer.
0: I'm pretty sure Randy Johnson still throws like eighty something miles an hour or whatever it is. I
1: think he they he did a first pitch. He threw eighty eight miles an hour when they yeah, uh, during the
0: 2017 playoffs. What is he sixty now? Sixty something or whatever. Oh,
1: like he's in his late forties, no. early fifties. Early fifties.
0: Oh, all right. Well, he's got to be in his fifties at least. But like, no, just the fact that you're like you're probably like fifteen years out of baseball, and you can still throw almost ninety.
1: His last year was like two thousand ten. No, two thousand twelve. I
0: mean, two thousand twelve, really? I think so. He's fifty nine years old. Be okay. so yeah, next September.
1: yeah, that's right. He's my mom's age. I forgot about that. Oops, sorry. Number
0: seven is arguably the best starting pitcher. MLB has seen Nolan Ryan. The man Randy
1: johns Randy Johnson's better. So is Pedro. Ryan so is Koufax. Being, so is Clemens.
0: Nolan Ryan being I don't know, 70s, whatever it is, came out through like 60 something, 66, 70 miles an hour for a, a man that's probably been collecting social security for 10 years by now. That's pretty absurd to me, but listen, this guy's played 20, what, seven years in the MLB, something like that, Um, an icon, an iron horse of a starting pitcher. Number six is nobody's favorite, but he might be some of our favorites. I love Alex Rodriguez. Listen, I don't care. I don't give a fuck what he did. I don't care who he threw under the bus. That man is a saint. Nobody speaks bad about him out of New York. If you're in North, you're going to get beat up for saying anything bad about Alex Rodriguez. I don't give a fuck if he threw his little catcher under the bus to save his ass for another year. That man has done wonders for the Yankees. Big reason why we won that 09 World Series. I love Alex Rodriguez. Number five, mm-hmm. give me Joey Baseball, Joe DiMaggio. The all time, I believe it is, hit streak record in the MLB for most consecutive games of the hit. Um, Listen, the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s were just Joe DiMaggio, and that is an iconic guy in that franchise. Sticking with the trend of the Yankees, number four, is obviously going to be Derek Cheater. Listen, that was who I grew up on. That was my guy when I was a little kid. He may not have been the flashiest baseball player, but he was the most clutch player the Yankees have ever had when it comes to just getting somebody on base. He was a first-pitch first, first pitch swinger, and he 90% of the time he got on base. Not a big home run guy, but he was one of the most reliable guys if you needed to get like a, a base hit, single, or a double to score a run in. And the captain, the El Capitan. Number three, Jackie Robinson, completely changed the face of baseball and paved the way for minority baseball players to enter into the MLB. Um, just, an, just besides being a terrific Hall of Fame baseball player, he's just an iconic historical figure in sports in general. He <clears> is one of the only athletes to have his number retired nationally across every baseball team. This is when it doesn't make any sense, but it's my favorites. Number two is Alfonso Soriano. That was my, f- my favorite baseball player growing up as a Yankee. In, in from 98 to 02, loved that man. Even when he was with the Cubs and the Rangers, I still was just following him play. And I was hoping one day he'd come back to the Yankees. And that happened about 10 years later for a couple of years. It was great to see him. And number one, my all-time favorite baseball player is Yogi Berra. I love Yogi Bear. I I, I can't tell you what it was. I was a big Yogi the Bear fan when I was a little kid. So maybe it's just that correlation. But I mean, listen, they played like twenty plus years, and it was like almost. was just all with the Yankees, and he's got like I don't remember. It's like double digit World Series with the team. Eleven. But he's he's got eleven freaking rings with the with the Yankees. Like who? What baseball player do you know that has eleven titles with one team in his entire career? It's insane. And he was the catcher of the only perfect game throw in the World Series. But I just love Yogi Berra. I'm one of my license plates, NYYE Shout out to Yogi. Um, met him in person a couple years mm-hmm. before he passed. But that's my top ten.
1: <clears throat> there you go. All right. Mine is a lot less historical players and a lot more modern day because, I don't know, baseball kind of was dead to me for a few years. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I like kind of rooted for the Yankees, and I liked watching them because of A-Rod. But besides that, like, I don't know, football kind of took King for a while. Uh, but I'll mention obviously Jackie Robinson for every reason you just said, and also just because it was really cool growing up hearing his story. Um, Mariano Rivera, like it was an honor getting to watch him pitch his final season. I was at a Yankees, uh, I think it was Ray's game, maybe comes in for the save, blows 15 cutters past these guys, <laughs> two strikeouts and a ground, uh, two ground balls and a strikeout. And I was like, I said to my my Van girlfriend, I'm like, you just watched history. She goes, why? I'm like, this is the last season, and that was another save for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken Griffey Jr., I didn't get to watch him much, but just watching him play and watching the old highlights was just cool to see. Um, Joey Bats. This man delivered one of my favorite home run moments in baseball history. Also one of the funniest fights of baseball history. Such a quick rise, such a quick fall. But you know what? He follows me on Twitter, so i got to show him love for that.
0: Really? That's yes.
1: awesome. He follows me on Twitter. Um, and last I to mention is Brandon Webb, Mr. Nasty Sinker himself. From about 2005 till about 2010, that man was unhittable with that sinker ball. Um, 10, this still hurts. Fuck Yasmany Tomas, you fat bastard. Mm. You're the reason I can trade this guy. Paul Goldschmidt, he should have retired a Diamondback. He wanted to stay a Diamondback. But it was closer to home than fucking St. Louis, and it hurts a lot. But it's okay. I'm happy he's still playing at a high level, man. But like his his pitch at home run in 2011 was as a rookie was like iconic for Diamondbacks fans, and then 17 being like our like our anchor MVP first baseman. We had to trade him a year and a half later hurt. Uh, nine is Bryce Harper. Um, I hated Bryce Harper until he renounced his Cowboy fanhood. Now he's an Eagles fan. And those Phillies are fun to watch. And he's a fun player to watch. He's just energy. And he's just entertaining. And it's just good to see. Number eight, I'm going way back. The only retired Yankee whose jersey I have or had, Mickey Mantle. I Mm love playing center field. I love that this dude would like literally slam two beers, pack a lip of Redman and hit a 500 foot home run. That's country strong, baby. This dude was a menace as a baseball player. Switch hitter with that much pop is insane. Speaking of switch hitters, number seven, my favorite all time non Yankee or diamondback or anything really besides Vlad Guerrero is Chipper Jones. I love Chipper when I was younger, man, like, I had a Braves hat. I had a Jones little Jones t-shirt. I I uh just watching him, he was a switch, he was a great switch hitter, just entertaining him and Andrew Jones, those fun Braves teams. For some reason, I just love watching Chipper play. I couldn't, couldn't tell you why. Um, five, I still have this man's all-star jersey. I'll wear it occasionally, and this trade really hurt me. Justin Upton. This dude, I watched this man hit a ball so hard it snapped Jason Ingramhouse in Jason Isringhausen's leg in half. Then I watched this dude the next at bat hit a ball off the back wall of Chase Field. And I'm just sitting there like, and we want to trade this guy? Why? Upton probably would have had, would be inching close to 500 home runs right now if he left, if he didn't leave Arizona. He went to four straight hitters, three straight hitters parks. He went to uh, Atlanta, then Comerica with Detroit, and then now Anaheim. The poor bastard never had a chance in hell. Um, number four, my favorite diamondback, not named my number one player is Luis Gonzalez, Mr. World series hero, Mr. Mariano's Bane, Mr. Yeah. He may have taken steroids. I don't care. 57 home runs. In 2001. <laughs> and it was just, he's a, he's a staple for the diamondbacks. I may have to cop his throwback Jersey next. Like I love Gonzo. Number three, this man robbed a home run out of my glove. At Yankee stadium, Oh. I love watching his son hit, but this guy was the OG with Mister no batting gloves, pine tar, and watching him taught me how to scoop a ball off the plate and hit it into the outfield. Vlad Guerrero Sr. I loved watching this dude play ball. I modeled a lot of my game after him. I'm not even going to lie. I would swing at pitches in the dirt and hit him to the opposite field. I think my first ball off the wall as an adult, as a high school kid, I think I golfed it off home plate. Um I just loved everything about his swing. Uh, I loved his style of play. And yes, it is a true story. John O'Rourke hit a slicing home run towards the short right field por- porch in 04. I re- me as a nine-year-old kid reaching my glove out trying to catch the ball. Vlad Guerrero's giant mitt goes over mine, grabs the ball, and brings it back in the yard. I probably would have gotten thrown out anyway for reaching over the fence. I did not care, but <laughs> it was uh, it was a cool moment. And number two is the... Reason I rooted for the Yankees from 04 till about 2015 was uh Alex Rodriguez. The other position I played besides right field, like Vladi, was third base. I wore the Nike Shocks A-rods when they came out. Mm-hmm. I had his jersey. I loved watching him play. He was entertaining. I still follow him on Twitter and his podcast for uh, business because he's a smart businessman. And um FJ Love. uh hmm as much as people think A-Rod's a dick, I don't care. He was a great competitor, and honestly, he was a hall. Of, he's a Hall of Famer, either with roids or without. Who cares? Number one, the bird exterminator, the Yankee oh, beater, Mr. 300 wins and a bazillion strikeouts, the long, lanky lefty who's now a photographer, Randy Johnson. Um, I love Randy Johnson so much. He was my first baseball card. It was so cool getting his Nike throwback shirt. Um, my biggest thing I hate is that I had to miss his hall of fame induction ceremony. Uh, but it was cool to see it while I was riding into the city to watch the Diamondbacks play the Mets. Uh, I couldn't even go for that weekend because I had finals for an online class for a degree. That's currently useless. Thanks Southern. <laughs> um, fuck the journalism department. You have heard it. Uh, but listen, Big unit was the guy, uh, 100 miles, 101 off the mound for fastballs and a 94 mile an hour slider. If that thing wasn't flat and that thing had a little drop to it, you couldn't hit it. So, Randy Johnson, my number one.
0: Surprised neither of us had Pablo from backyard baseball.
1: (laughs) I mean, at that case, like, dude, I was, I was more of a, who was the Who was the one who was like just like like a skinny motherfucker, but he always got hits. I can't remember his name. Um, I, don't know, I stopped playing backyard bait. I, I didn't really get to play much because I didn't have a gaming PC growing up, like a, a, v, a PC I could play computer games. So I kind of got stuck with like. My parents tried to give me educational games when I was a little kid, and then they realized hmm. that wasn't going to work, so they bought me a PS One. It was game over from there.
0: My uh, my favorite memory of uh, Mickey Mantle, one of your top 10 guys my uncle was uh i don't know he's probably a teenager he's 20 at the time this is the uh 80s i believe it was the 80s he uh, met mickey Mantle. he got his uh, baseball card autographed it was like a mickey Mantle rookie autographed baseball card imagine what that could have been worth right now um he was leaving and you know how mickey Mantle is a dick so he must have been standing in the way of somebody he was like he pretty much told my uncle he's like hey kid, get the fuck out of the way and he, my uncle, my uncle looked at him and said, "What'd you say?" He's like, "Fuck you, you old drunk." And he pretty much called him an asshole and ripped his baseball card up and threw it at him. Imagine how much money that could have been worth right now. Wow. I mean, honestly, I'm not. It's obviously not a fifty thousand dollar, hundred million dollar card, but I mean, Hey, he could have got something for it. But That's no, crazy.
1: it's I mean, also it doesn't surprise me. That, although Mick was an old drunk dick, but you know, yeah, it
0: was. But yeah,
1: well. I'm also noticing of this a lot, like sometimes kids it doesn't it doesn't help to meet your heroes
0: not all the time sometimes it's best just to love them and just leave it
1: there you go all right so uh thursday show we're back uh we've got probably a good slate of guests i think we have kelsey from uh what's it called um high low Maybe a McCarthy sighting. We'll see. Maybe some Laduke action. We'll, we'll I'll let you know about that one. Interesting six pack coming up. Also, reminder: in two weeks, I believe the day is Tuesday. We only have one show in two weeks. Um, it's our it's our Thursday. Or it's our Thanksgiving show. We only do this once a year, and this year we're doing a giveaway, giving away uh, two gift cards, Nike gift cards. Uh, We'll we'll do one. We haven't decided yet, but we're leaning towards two, and then we'll do another giveaway for Christmas because we love you all so much. But there's a lot of rules. You have to do a lot of things for us. So don't think you.
0: But uh, you got to follow, subscribe, and you have to get fifty thousand people on each end to subscribe to all of our stuff, so we can be the next bar stool. So start cracking. It's November
1: twenty (laughs) second. That is the day. Um, that is a that is two weeks from Tuesday. There will be no Monday show. We are just doing a live corner booth that um, Thursday night. I mean, Tuesday night from like, or maybe we'll do a Monday. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Cause I think Mason will be on for that one. We'll get the boys on, but drinking heavily on a Monday just seems a little (laughs)
0: alcoholistic. Yeah. Tuesday seems much better for drinking.
1: Yeah. Just, I don't want to crack it. Cause like craft brews on Tuesday and I don't want to be a dick and cut into their show. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we got two weeks to figure. We'll announce it by next by next Monday. But ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you stopping by. We'll see you on Thursday for our live show. Any questions, football takes, or anything else football related for our Thursday show? Feel free to shoot us a DM. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram,
0: TikTok. and
1: TikTok. Um, I can't believe I forgot that. I'm at Roof Pod. We appreciate you stopping by for myself and Matt. You guys have a great night. Peace. Peace. Hey, guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Podcast Network.